and welcome back to the Interplus Insights podcast. My name is Dave Gray and I'm the head of content at British Plastics and Rubber and Interplus Insights. So this week on the podcast, I catch up with Professor Mike Shaver. He's a professor of polymer science at the University of Manchester, and he's also the director of the Sustainable Materials Innovation Hub. Um, I met Mike at a British Plastics Federation webinar. I was chairing and we were chatting before and afterwards. Mike was explaining to me that along with his team, they've developed a new polymer additive, which could be really useful for plastic packaging manufacturers in the near future. So what this additive does is it helps companies to legitimize the claims that they uh, want to use in their branding around the incorporation of recycled content. It, it gives full transparency over the supply chain for um, packaging that uses recycled plastic content. Um, I hope you enjoy the interview. Okay, so Mike, thanks so much for uh, joining me today. Um, just to kick us off, just tell us a little bit about who you are and, and what your background is. Yes, my name's Mike Shaver. I'm a professor of polymer science at the University of Manchester, uh, but I have lots of different hats. A couple of those hats are I'm director of what's called the Sustainable Materials Innovation Hub, which is an academic industry interface, which really helps organizations from across supply chains make more sustainable decisions about the plastics that they're using. But then I'm also a director of what's called Recon Squared, which is a not-for-profit spin out from the University of Manchester, which is, uh, I think, core to what it is we'll be talking about today. Okay, cool. So Recon Squared, um, what does the name mean and where did the idea come from? Recon Squared stands for Recycled Content Reconnaissance. So we've got two recons in there and we thought Recon Squared sounded cool. It'll be your podcast listeners that'll judge that. Uh, and Really, this was born out of questions that emerged when talk of both the UK and the EU bringing in plastic packaging tax or taxes that would look at the quantification of recycled content. And we thought that's going to be pretty difficult to do that from an analytical method. And I guess this is because I'm a physical scientist at my core in that if you're going to quantify something, you need to quantify it. And although we looked at lots of different types of technological interventions that could deliver that, the one that was really consistent and accurate and inexpensive was what we've developed. Okay. So what is it? What's the technology behind it? At its core, this is a molecule that we can add in the exact same way that you would add it an additive during plastics processing. But this additive is unique in terms of how it behaves spectroscopically. And so we can use relatively straightforward spectroscopic characterization tools to take a look at how that molecule is existing. And we can then use that to map a batch of recyclant into all the way of the to the product, right? And so we can skip out all of those different supply chain steps to actually quantify the recycled content in an end product. And that could be each individual component might have a different level, but we can do that directly on a product without having to faff around with reprocessing and without having to get quite complicated data sets. So this could be used really by stakeholders across the supply chain because um, it's really important, uh, not just for the brand owner, but also for the um, packaging manufacturer to uh, understand what's in the material that they're using 
and uh, how it impacts the final product, right? Yeah, absolutely. And the way that we do that is we use two different techniques. And so we can do that really quick and simply using a visual tool. And so this could be a QC check that, that someone could use on their products, but it's a way to really assure that all of those members in a supply chain are doing what they say that they're doing. And so that issue of trust, which is really where the plastic packaging tax originated from, is to try and rebuild the public trust in plastics as the lowest carbon solution for things like packaging. We've got to get that. And so trust and assurance is also a big reason why we are a not-for-profit because we're not trying to push or sell anything. We're trying to deliver that trust in an inexpensive way through that quantification. And we could do that actually really quite accurately. For the reality of a business, they don't care necessarily that this is 33% instead of 32, but we could get that level of accuracy if we need it. But we certainly can do that all the way from 0% up to 100% recycled content in plastic packaging. So you've got this um, awesome technology and how do you now go about taking it onto the next stage? So I think that there's an urgency around the plastic packaging landscape, which focused our minds. And this is by no means, no means a limitation, but we very much focused on the high volume plastic packaging system. So technology works really well in polyethylene terephthalate, polypropylene, HDPE, LDPE. We have just a new bit of work that we've done on LDPE, which is almost complete. And we've looked at very early doors stages on PVC and polystyrene. And so there really isn't necessarily a limitation in the material set, but from that early set, what we can see is that we have a different calibration curve for each different material. And we're fine to build up those, that data set ourselves. We do think that there would probably be two different processes or audit trails that you would use for a low, so 50% to 0% recycled content and very high 50% to 100%. You can do that all in one basic system, but you lose a little bit of the accuracy, but really straightforward, very simple processes. And for us, we also really wanted to look beyond just the materials themselves to so look at different formats. So we've looked at films and we've looked at pellets and we've looked at bottles, but a similar way, we've looked at different additives, which might potentially interfere with the signals and haven't seen any interference. We've looked at leaching studies to see whether or not there are any potential issues over time. And importantly, we looked at colors. So we can even do this quantification on black plastic packaging. So why would this solution be preferable over, say, the mass balance approach? So I would say, I know that the podcast audience is predominantly on that processing side, but the public doesn't really understand the pressures that those very small margin companies are facing because they view the plastics being what's in a grocery store. And so there's a really complex supply chain that goes from that original recycler all the way through to, to the company. And so what we found was that if we're just going to have a recycling solution, it was creating these really difficult data management chains to get the level of information, the level of detail that's required if say HMRC are demanding individual components have that quantification. And so it was either becoming too complex or too expensive, or usually both to take the mass balance approach. 
And it doesn't mean that information is useful. Sometimes that that really is quite complementary, but it removes the necessity from then having to track through all of that information because a recycler wouldn't necessarily know they sold something which they're sure of. But if someone else in the supply chain did something different and the brand owner that's then coming to you and complaining about stuff, you have no way to really prove who the bad apple is in that supply chain. And so it's really interesting because uh, for especially recyclers that are producing a really high quality recyclate, so things that are going to be feeding into high recycle content packages, well, they want to be selling that premium product and not be undercut. So it gives people a bit of a level playing field. And I think it's also important to realize that from a brand owner perspective, it's not actually the plastic packaging tax that they're worried about. They're worried about the public perception of their packages. So alongside the plastic packaging tax, we're working with OPRL for a Trustmark certificate that goes alongside that. And so that provides the packaging or the plastic reprocessors and recyclers a way to really connect through to brands and sell product and be able to develop those really robust relationships that will mean that you've got a long-term assured high quality product at the end that is enabled by the people who are doing fantastic work in mechanical recycling in making a good quality product being rewarded for it. Uh, and so Recon Squared would have this really good relationship with the recyclers where we can work and license this technology and enable that to be tracked through and audit those batches. And OPRL can start be building those bases by focusing on the Trustmark side of things um, to really make the system work. And it's the recognition that it's not an individual company that's going to make plastics more sustainable. It's the system in which those companies work together. And looking at the legislation that um, is coming in in different countries around the world, it doesn't seem to be very standardized. Do you think that it's realistic that in, say, five, ten years' time, there will be a kind of standard piece of legislation that is broadly similar across all territories that suggests that this kind of traceability will be a requirement? I think that there will be some governments that do that, and there are some governments that don't like creating rules. And so you're probably going to see an increased diversification of what the legislative landscape looks like. But I really will stress this point again. I don't think the legislative landscape will be the only driver. And so one of the important things to look at as an organization is, is when you can get extra benefit from being compliant. And the benefit really is unlocked by building up relationships, but also having a lot more information about what happens, right? Because we have an imagined process whereby you're auditing a batch of recycling and auditing a product. But if you actually want to know a lot more about your supply chain, you can just say, okay, can we look at each one of these steps? And you actually get to get a sense of variability of your own process, but also a sense of variability in each one of those supply chain partners. And so as we're targeting higher recycled content, well, that knowledge about recyclability and the consequence of increased recycled content on the quality of those systems actually is part of the output of this, is that you get really accurate 
quantifiable data of what's going on. And that data can unlock the opportunity to do, to take different decisions and to invest in different ways and to be more strategic in how an organization evolves. Yeah. So I think those um, partnerships that you talked about are always really important in this industry. So how can the industry help you to move this project forward? Yeah. So we're, this is still in development, right? And so one of the things that, that we're very truthful about is that all of our testing is work that we have done knowing what the outcome is. And so the big next step for us is a number of large scale blind trials where our partners are then processing materials and we don't know what the recycled content is going to be in the final product that they're using that to test us. We're absolutely looking for more partnerships where we have seen increased interest is from brand owners and retailers. That's been a big focus. I think the supply chain issues and remarkably challenging global situations have meant that like a lot of the recyclers are focused on getting stuff out the door. And so we're, we've got recyclers who are very good partners with us who are doing around one ton trials. But if someone has an interest, especially if they have a, a particular product, right? And so maybe that's a laminated film or wants to come in and say, here's a challenge. Can you also do this? Then we could build that into what we're calling our early adopter user group. And so those early adopters are going through a journey with us for the next 12 months to try and get this out the door, but to also really sanity check how the auditing will work and how that process will work and how we can do that to minimize costs because we need it to be significantly cheaper than the plastic packaging tax itself in terms of 200 quid a ton for that to make financial sense. And I think that's the other potential issue with the mass balance approach is that if it's coming in at more expensive than the tax to actually deliver on, you're not going to necessarily see that same change be driven. So absolutely, if people want to get in touch, they they can, and that can be an in-kind investment in terms of getting involved in these trials. And there's different levels in which you can kind of follow on with the technology, depending on, on how you want to get involved and what your capabilities are. Fantastic. Well, uh, Michael, you've given me the email address for people to get in touch if they are interested in collaborating with you. So I will post that on the podcast page and in the description of this podcast. So if anybody's listening and would like to be involved, then just drop Michael and his team a line on the email address on the description of this podcast. That's all we have time for. And thanks so much for talking to us. Uh, It's been really great to hear about the work that you've been doing. Keep up the good work and we hope to have you back on the podcast soon. Yeah, thank you, David, for the invitation and great to talk to your listeners. Thanks so much again to Professor Mike Shaver. Great to hear about the work that he's been doing uh, with his team at uh, the University of Manchester. Fantastic innovation. I think just another great example of the problem-solving approach that this industry always brings to the table whenever it's faced with a a new challenge. So brilliant work. Well, uh, that's it from me until the next episode. Um, But do remember to click subscribe on whichever podcast platform you're using and you can also sign up to our free newsletters at www.interplastinsights.com till next time thanks for listening